Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with one rental at a time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag one rental at a time. Now on with the show. It's Wednesday, August 3rd, and this is your daily financial news. Real quick thing, do me a favor. If you like getting your daily financial news, consider doing me a favor and subscribing to the channel today. We do daily financial news seven days a week. Yes, Saturday and Sunday included. And we are getting really close to 36,000 subscribers. So if you could help me get 127 subscribers today, that would be greatly appreciated. I would love to see us at 36,000. From that, let's just get into the daily financial news. There's a lot going on. First and foremost, you know that we interview Brian Lebo from the Lebo Group on this channel uh, about once a month. He put out an amazing video about Las Vegas, Nevada yesterday. Turns out, folks, Las Vegas, Nevada, in the month of July, the month of July, crashed 40%. Actually, over 40%. I rounded down. Yes, folks, transactions in Las Vegas, Nevada were down 40%. In that video that Brian put out, he thinks that August, the month we are in right now, might be the worst month for transactions in the last decade. Think about that comment for a minute. In the last decade, we have experienced the Great Recession. We have experienced a pandemic. And yet the month of August, might be the worst month for transactions in Vegas, full stop. That is kind of crazy. But yes, folks, Las Vegas, Nevada, transactions down 40%. Median home price actually up 15% year on year, down about 3% month on month. But yes, folks, still up 15% year on year. But transactions, woo, 40%. Brian, nice job, buddy. That was a great video. Next up, we talked about this yesterday on the Daily Financial News. I indicated that I expected the Fed governors to come out and try to walk back Jerome Powell being a dove. Hey, we're at neutral. Hey, we're going to slow down. Hence, the market takes off. We had four president, Fed presidents in one day try to walk this back. Here are three of them. Fed Chair Mary Daly from San Francisco, or Fed President from San Francisco. The Fed has lots of work to do. She also indicated that she doesn't understand Fed rate cuts priced in in early 2023. She says, I don't see it in the data. Fed Charles Evans from Chicago. 50% Fed raise in September is reasonable, but 75 is not out of the question. And a coup de grace, James Bullard, actually called him out by name yesterday saying, I want to hear what he has to say. He basically says, I want to get the Fed funds rate 
to 3.75 to 4% this year. Assuming no intermeeting rate increases, we have three Fed meetings left. That means we need to go up about, what is that, one and a half? We need to go up one and a half. So that's 50-50-50. I'm going to guess 75-50-25. But yes, uh, Fed President James Bullard wants to get us to 3.75 to 4% by the end of the year. So again, the Fed is trying to walk back. The next meeting, I don't think I've shared with you, September 20th, and we will get rate decision on the 21st. My guess is much like it's been the last month is we will get a half a point. Uh, data could change that, but as of right now, I see 50 basis points. Oh, next up, Michael Saylor, MicroStrategies, Bitcoin Maximalist. We've actually talked about this on the channel a couple of times. When was the board of MicroStrategies going to do their job? Looks like they've done their job. Michael, the, the press release looks like Michael Seller is going to step out of CEO, CEO position. It's going to take on this executive chairman role. Going to focus on strategy and Bitcoin. Dude, you got fired. You lost your company a billion dollars. Your sales team, which is supposed to sell software, is answering Bitcoin questions instead of selling software. You are publicly traded enterprise software company and your sales teams are talking about Bitcoin. Are you kidding me? You had to be removed. Call it whatever you want. You got fired. Crazy. But again, we talked about that. When was it going to happen? Hey, you lose somebody a billion dollars. Kind of an easy prediction. It happened yesterday. National single family home rent. If you've been watching my channel for any length of time, you know I believe apartment rents will likely get soft next year. I think the rent assumptions in apartments and multifamily are dangerously high. They may not be high in single family. We learned from John Burns Real Estate Consulting three or four weeks ago that the quantity of single family rentals is down. Mom and pop landlords who own the majority of single family rentals have sold a disproportionate amount. We have less single family rentals today than we did two years ago. In an environment where, where affordability is at a record low, if you can't afford to buy a home, but you want to live in a home for work from home, for space, for a backyard, for a garage, your option is renting. Rent for the median single family rental across the United States set a record, almost $2,500, exactly $2,495. That is up a whopping 13.4% year on year. This is why when I look at CPI, and yes, gas is down, commodities are down. I am concerned 
about how sticky rent is. Rent is not up 5% like CPI says. It's up double digits. Will that data ever roll through CPI? I don't know. We will probably see next Wednesday. It is one week away, folks. And again, 13.4%. Single family rentals, fixed rate debt. It's just, it's how you, it's how you, you can use inflation to get rich. In fact, Gabriel, Gabriel, I've got your shirt here. Gabriel went to my website one rental at a time, found a fun little Easter egg I have there, uh, bought the course and is now getting a free shirt that says, I use inflation to get rich. Ask me how. Fixed rate debt, asset inflates, rent increases, cash flow grows. It's a pretty simple equation. I had that shirt created after we dove into the 52-year spreadsheet. So again, rents up. Robinhood. Robinhood cut 23% of headcount. Folks, it's rough out there. Robinhood was a darling of a company. Just cut 23% of its headcount. What happens next? What do you think? Does, does Robinhood go to zero? Does Robinhood get bought? Or does Robinhood put in a floor and maybe becomes a profitable company in the quarters and years ahead? Let me know what you think below. I don't have a vote. I don't care. Uh, but again, they're either going to go to zero, they're going to get bought, or they're going to figure it out and become a profitable company in cash flow positive. Let me know what you think. What happens to Robinhood, say, in the next 12 months? Does Robinhood exist? Is it bought? Is it producing positive cash flow? I would love to hear from you. And then finally, uh, I did a, a live stream on this uh, right before the daily financial news. I want to give a shout out to uh, Lance Lambert, who was gracious enough to come on the channel a week or two ago. He is a editor at Fortune Magazine. His Twitter handle is News Lambert. Give him a follow. He found a New York Times article from 1981. 1981 is an important year for housing. It was the year that Paul Volcker took interest rates to the moon. 30-year loans were 18%. The 1981 article, I'll summarize it briefly. Nobody can buy housing. Prices must crash. The end of the world is near. What actually happened? Prices never went negative. Transactions crashed. 50%. Nobody could get a yes answer, but we still sold 50% as many homes. People pay cash. People did creative financing. Sometimes you have to sell. But again, I thought that 1981 article was genius because you can read the article in 1981. And if you close your eyes, you could think somebody wrote this in 2022. Did you know in 1981, the median home price was $70,000, according to this article. And there were people saying it was unaffordable. Nobody could buy it. It is a very consistent theme. And the conclusion of the article, there was no price crash. Instead, real estate was basically flat. And wages increased in the 80s 
to eventually put housing fundamentals back in line. Again, Lance, thank you for that. You're a great follow on Twitter. Again, news at Lambert.com. So finally, let's get to some earnings. Some earnings. Uh, let's start with Starbucks. Starbucks beat top, beat bottom. China sales down 44%. Now that was obviously because of the lockdown. If you assume China comes back at least halfway, and Starbucks beat top, beat bottom. Shout out Starbucks. You, you you had a solid quarter, I think. Robinhood, we've talked about cutting 23% of jobs. Revenue down 44% year on year. They lost 7 million users. Crazy. AMD beat top, beat bottom, but gave very light forecast. Uh, yeah, gave very light forecast, so their stock is down. Airbnb, record-breaking bookings, but lower than expected. They announced a $2 billion stock buyback. Have I mentioned I hate stock buybacks? I, You know, if you are a company and your best use of capital is buying your own stock, you're not, you're not a very good capital allocator. It's my opinion anyway. And gave Airbnb gave a weak forecast. PayPal, beat top, beat bottom, announced a $15 billion buyback. Folks, I had to go look that up. I'm like, is that really 15 or is it 1.5, right? Did somebody drop a decimal? Nope, $15 billion. That's about roughly 15% of float at the prices I saw this morning. And just like Pinterest, Elliott Management has announced that they are now a $2 billion holder of PayPal stock. Could there be a Pinterest and PayPal friendly relationship merger? I don't know. Elliott Management, who is the largest shareholder of Pinterest, now the largest shareholder of PayPal. You bet your ass they're trying to get those things stuck together. Elliott Management wants to get paid, and they see that PayPal and Pinterest might be the way. Match Group, Miss Top, Miss Bottom, gave very weak guidance. SoFi, Beat Top, Beat Bottom, and actually gave a solid forecast. Although I want to ask you a question. I want to ask you a question about SoFi. This metric SoFi was proud of, I look at this metric and go, oh, no, this is going to end badly. Here we go. SoFi saw 91% increase, almost a double, in personal loan volume. Personal loan volume, as I understand them, are no collateral loans. So what could that mean? Well, I go to a bank and get a no answer. Then I go to SoFi and get a yes answer. Is that is that what's happening? People are being declined at banks, turning to SoFi for a no collateral loan. This, this 91% jump could easily in a quarter 
or two or three become a bad debt problem. I don't know. When I saw that, I got concerned. Uh, let me know what you think. Maybe I'm off. Anything else to talk about? Yeah, Simon Properties, the largest Class A mall operator, now 93.9% full, uh, where they were 918 So malls are pulling up. 4,432 store openings versus 1,954 store closings. So about a two-to-one ratio open versus closing. Household debt. Household debt. Credit card debt jumped 13%. That is the largest quarterly debt increase uh, in 20 years. Currently, delinquencies are below 2019 levels. When I take this credit card jump, I take SoFi doubling, no collateral loans. I do not get a pretty picture of loan quality six, nine months out, but we shall see. So last thing from the JOLTS report, we're talking about jobs. Again, as you've watched my channel in the last week or so, I'm I'm concerned wage inflation is being underreported. And if it's being underreported, inflation is stickier and maybe the consumer is healthier, right? This wage inflation has two sides. According to Pew Research Center, from April 21 to March of 22, so one year, the average earnings the average real earnings, so after inflation, real, for a job switcher, job changer, up 9.7%. The, the average earnings for someone who stayed put, adjusted for inflation, so real wages, down 1.7%. So the only way to get a real raise, change jobs. We talked the other day, 2.5% of people are quitting. Last month, 4.2 million people quit. Still roughly 2.5% of the employed population. So again, folks, lots of stuff going on. Exciting times. I hope you have an amazing day. This is your daily financial news. Like, subscribe if you haven't already. Let's get to 36,000 by tomorrow on our way to 50,000 and a party in Vegas. Bye.